The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. Today we have a very special guest, Shelley Lefko. She is the co-founder of Lefko Institute. She's founder and president of the Possibilities of Parenting Center, and that is a division of Lefko Institute. She's co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, Guide to Effective Parenting, and she's so much more than all those things. And Shelley, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. Where are you today? I am in Northern California in Ooh. Marin. Oh, are you having nice weather? Um, it's not too bad today, actually. Yeah. It's not too cold. For a January day? For a January day, I don't know. My husband said he was moving me to sunny California, and he lied. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to move here. <laughs> well, I do know that on, on many occasions you have a lot of sunshine in Marin, and it's a beautiful, beautiful area. It is. It is. So, <clears throat> yeah. So today we're here to talk about some of the work that you have done over the years, and for years you have worked successfully with people who have been in business, people outside of business, around their own personal effectiveness and looking at um, changing different behaviors and behavioral patterns in themselves. Talk a little bit about that to give us a bit of your background. Okay. Okay. Um, for the past uh, twenty some years, um, I have been um, blessed to uh, have a process that um, eliminates quickly and permanently eliminates the beliefs that stand in the way of people being doing and having everything they want to be and do and have so um, uh, it's, you know, people have done lots of therapy and lots of self-help work and spiritual work, and all of that is wonderful and helps you grow in life. But what I've noticed is that people's problems, for the most part, their issues, their patterns, the things where they get stuck, um, I can't express myself, my relationships don't work out, I'm afraid of anger so I don't speak up. Um, all of those issues don't go away. Yeah. And they get better and they improve, but they don't really go away. And um, so we've determined that it's your beliefs about yourself and life, most of which mm. are unconscious, that totally determine your behavior, your emotions, and ultimately your reality. So if you have a belief, a very common belief is, I'm not good enough. That's going to manifest in you not 
taking chances, not doing things you want to do. Um, uh, another example would be, if you have a belief, a very, very common belief, Cheryl, is um, mistakes and failures are bad. And people mm. know intellectually that that's not true. No. They've read all right. the books by all the leaders and Michael right. Jordan, and they know it's not true. Mm-hmm. But there's still a belief down deep inside. And how, you can, how your listeners can know if they have that belief is um, when you make a mistake or you fail, do you say, way to go, Cheryl. <laughs> that was a great <laughs> learning opportunity. Uh-huh. <laughs> and from your laugh, you know that you um, um, well, you know. Up, you know. <laughs> so what I do is I facilitate people in each session to get rid of uh, those beliefs, and you can get rid of between one and five beliefs in a session. And as you get rid of the beliefs, your pattern of behavior changes. Oh, interesting. So where do these beliefs come from? How do they develop? Ah, good <laughs> Very good question. So most of our beliefs, particularly all of our self-esteem beliefs, come from the first six to eight years of childhood, and they come from our parents. So I'll give you a, two, a very quick um, synopsis of how this, how this works. Do you have kids? Uh, no, I do not, but I have plenty of nieces and nephews. Okay, good. So did you ever see, are any of your nieces and nephews little, like three, four? Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. So when their parents walk in the house, if their parents haven't been in the house all day, and they walk in the house, what does the child usually do when they see their parents? Oh, they usually run to them. They run to them. Mommy, daddy. They run yeah. to them. Mommy, mommy, mommy. Yeah. I have clients in Uganda. I have clients all over the world, and every single client I have answers the question that way. They run Mm. to me, and then I say, and what do they want? And every single client says the same thing. Well, they want me to pick them up. They want affection. Mm -hmm. And the second thing they want is attention. Mommy, play Mm. with me, read to me, look at me, watch me. And the third Mm. thing they want is acknowledgement. Right? Look what I did. Watch. Look, look. Now, what is the one-word question every child asks all day long? So if you tell a child, no, you can't, what do they want to know? (laughs) Why? Why? Exactly. Why? So if a child doesn't get acknowledged and they get criticized instead, they conclude, they ask, why? Why can't I do anything right? Why is my father always annoyed with me? Oh, I see I'm not good enough. Wow. Why am I not getting the affection that I want? Oh, I Mm -hmm. see I'm not lovable. And why am I not getting the attention I want? Oh, I see I'm not important. The three most Mm -hmm. common beliefs. Now, let me just add one more thing, if I may, to this. Yes. For all the parents who are listening to the show, when you look at your BlackBerry or your iPhone Mm. while your child is talking to you, and I've done this experiment with kids, and I ask the kid, what did you just see? Mm. Do you know what they say? That's more important than me. That's right. 
what I have to say is not important or I'm not important. And the reason these beliefs stay with us throughout our entire lives is because you think you see your belief in the world. You, fascinating, Shelley. You cannot not believe something you think you see. And that's why 20 years of therapy doesn't get rid of the belief, because you still think you saw it. And the truth is, you didn't see I'm not important. You saw your father playing with his Blackberry, or you saw your mom not paying attention to you. So even at that young age, our mind is Mm -hmm. playing these games, building the stories that we then live into. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes, that and I is... work with people who um, are incested or raped or, and, you know, mm-hmm. who go through 20 years again of trying to come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. And what happens to you isn't what messes you up. What messes you up is the meaning, or like you said, the story you make. We, mm-hmm. we use meaning. The meaning yeah, you make yeah. up about the event. So if you say, I, I, Shelley, I saw that I was worthless. Yeah. I saw I was damaged goods. No, you saw your father incest you or your somebody mm-hmm. do something to you. You didn't mm-hmm. see I'm damaged goods. That was the meaning mm-hmm. you gave the events. Right. And when they get that, that's when the beliefs go away. And they well, go this away is a forever. highly cognitive process. It's very cognitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but then we talk about feelings. Uh-huh. See, because people say, yeah, but I didn't just see it, I felt it. But here's yeah. the thing. I ask people, doesn't it seem like those events made you feel, your criticism made you feel not good enough, or your father not paying attention made you feel I'm not important? And they mm. say, well, it did make me feel that. And then we, the whole um, premise and underlying um, kind of implications of our work is that events don't have meaning, they have consequences. Hmm. Say more about that. Okay. So, so, um, if something happens to you, okay? Mm Um, let, let me back up. There is no event that has the same meaning for every person. So, for uh, instance, right. if somebody right. walks into a room and doesn't speak to you, what might you automatically think? Um, hmm. Well, I guess it would depend on Anything. the No, no, setting. just make something up. Um, so one of the things I might think is they don't like me. They don't like me. That's meaning. Anything right. you would have said, I would have said that's meaning. They're right. rude, they don't right. like me, I did something wrong, they're having a bad day. Right. That's all meaning. Where did the meaning, they don't like me, come from? Hmm. I don't know. Passive Well, experience. no, no, no. I said to you, no? if somebody no? comes into you, no, somebody comes into a room and doesn't speak to you, what do you uh-huh. think? So I'm making it up. So where did the meaning come from? Where do you make things up from? My mind? Your mind. (laughs) All meaning is in your mind. Ah, okay. So if meaning is in your mind, is there any meaning inherent in events? 
No. No. So people, you know, Cheryl, when people challenge me sometimes, every once in a while, somebody goes, yeah, well, what about 9-11? And I say, well, what about it? Now, let me make a distinction. Something can matter to you. So if right. my husband says I want a divorce, that would matter to me. Right. But does it mean I'll never get married again? Right. Does it mean that? Right. No. Does it mean I'll never be happy again? No. Does it mean men are no good? No. Does it mean marriage doesn't work? No. Does it mean anything? Got it. Got it. So wow. events have consequences. They don't have meaning. If you're a terrorist and you watched the building explode, you would say, that's a wonderful thing. If you are a human being in this country, you would say, that's a terrible thing. So what right. happened had terrible consequences. But right. it doesn't mean all Arabs are bad. It doesn't mean all Arabs are, uh, all Muslims are terrorists. It doesn't mean the people in the building deserve to die. It, mm -hmm. the, the event itself has no meaning. Got That's it. not to say it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay? Right. See the difference? Right. I absolutely see the difference. And yeah. it is the meaning that we give events that cause our suffering. Hmm. So if we, if that's, true yep. about all stages in life, mm -hmm. then that must mean that um, at a young age, parents can somehow teach kids how to navigate this, right? Bingo. See, that I would contend, and we'll talk about leadership in a little bit, and I'm actually going to give your listeners a tool to use as leaders. Oh, That's very powerful. But I want to I want to address your question because it's a great one. If you are now, my experience of 23 years of doing this is when I say to people at the end of the session because we have a spiritual component that we do at the uh, end of the session. Uh, if you has your life been consistent with these cockamamie beliefs, and they say uh -huh. yes. Uh -huh. If you believe life is hard, what kind of life are you going to have? Uh -huh. Right, hard, hard yeah. life. If you believe you've got to work hard to make money, you're going to work yep. hard to make money. So right. our, our beliefs manifest. So your wow. life isn't consistent with whether or not you get into Harvard or whether or not you have a Ph.D. Your life is consistent with your beliefs, period. So if that's the case, then the job of a parent is to facilitate your children to create positive beliefs about themselves and life, period. And how you well, navigate that is every time your child walks away from you, you have to ask yourself the question, what did they just conclude? Hmm, did they walk that's away That's a powerful from question. Yeah. And you need to get trained to do that. Yeah. Because well, that's something I've always been curious about is how, you know, people have to learn. They have to get a driver's license, but nobody has to get a parenting license. I'm in and love yet, with you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you know, and there, there could be nothing yeah, more important life. on the planet, you yeah. know, nothing more important on the planet than, than the job of a parent. And, um, you know, it, it shapes 
our world and it shapes our society. And we are going to go to break, but when we come back, um, I want us to dive more deeply into that whole concept of, you know, how the job of parenting is just about one of the most important jobs on the planet. We'll be right back with Shelley Lefko. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. The violent crime rate has begun to rise again. So what's more important than feeling at ease and secure in your daily life? With an optimistic perspective on a sober subject, crime prevention and personal safety expert Susan Bartlestone brings you the information, tips, resources, and inspiring success stories that will reduce your fear and restore your confidence. So stay tuned and stay safe with Crime Prevention 101 and Susan Bartlestone every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, here on Voice America. It'd be a crime not to listen. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. We're speaking with Shelley Lefkoe today co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, Guide to Effective Parenting. Now, Shelley, you have talked to us about um, your passion and how important looking at one's beliefs are in shaping our behaviors. And I love the way you described it to us. It's so um, accessible for people to understand. And you said events don't have meaning, they have consequences, and made that real clear. So, you know, and you you talked about how parents need to understand that and how they need to learn that and help their kids navigate that. And we left our last segment, um, both of us agreeing completely that parenting is one of the most important jobs on the planet. So share with us how you got to this place of believing that. 
Well, you know, I, I really appreciate your, you know, um, uh, the way you said it and your insight about it because I do believe that if parents parented differently, the world would be different. So I think it's the single most important profession on earth. Mm. Um, you know, if I said to you, Cheryl, I have a job for you. You are going to be in charge of the emotional, spiritual, physical, mental um, development of a human being who's going to wow. change and grow all the time. Would you say, oh, yeah, I know how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'd take a big gulp and say, well, I'll do my best. Yeah, but it's absurd. Who taught mm. you how yeah. to do that? Right. Um, but here's the thing. If children grow up with the belief that violence is not a way to handle things, then war will end. If children grow up to believe that I deserve to be treated with dignity and respect, as do you, and my feelings are important, and I matter, and I have the power to impact the circumstances. See, you asked me how I got here. When I started mm-hmm. doing this work with people, it became apparent to me so early on that in working with people that all of their problems stemmed from, and that doesn't mean you don't create beliefs later on in life, but the beliefs that form us in whether or not we grow up to be leaders or not leaders um, all get uh, from your early childhood because you come into this world, you don't know anything, and you look at these two people and you model, you know, oh, that's what relationships look like. They don't work. Oh, men have all the power. Mm. Oh, I see. Money is scarce and hard to get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because many parents are autocratic parents, and they tell their children, because I said so, and no, yeah. and I don't want to hear about it, and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of parenting, if, if children cannot, impact their circumstances, what they conclude is, I'm powerless. Mm -hmm. And it is more common than you will ever imagine. Well, I I believe that. I I know I have seen it. But the other thing that I think is also going on, which is kind of interesting um, with this current generation of parents, um, parents of young, young kids, I see that there has been such a, an mm-hmm. elevation of awareness, mm-hmm. you know, that parenting needs to be purposeful and we need to make sure we build self-esteem and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And so, um, and, and parents are highly involved in kids' lives. And, and it seems like there's this other element that's beginning to go on, which is, um, and, and it's a criticism that comes often from employers, mm-hmm. um, and corporate employers, mm-hmm. that, well, these kids now go to work expecting to be coddled and listened to always and that their opinions are always going to be taken into consideration. And, and the corporate speak is, well, that's just not real life. Mm-hmm. And have, you, have you heard stuff like this? Sure. Um, I, I, yeah. I wanted to just, if I may, I wanted to complete one thought about powerlessness because I think this is very fascinating, and you'll love this. 
underneath anger is always powerlessness. Mm, sure. Because yeah. if you could do something about it, you wouldn't get angry. Right, right. Yeah. So, so how, that's how I, so that was my path into um, uh, this parent, this whole business about parenting and parenting being a leadership role mm. in developing a human being. Mm. Um, and it's a very, very um, uh, important uh, leadership role and one in which you need to train for just like you would any other profession. Um, I want to address what you just said. Um, there's a couple of things. There was an article, there was a whole news week about self-esteem. And um, people have no sense of what self-esteem is. And, you know, mm. somebody being full of themselves and bragging is not self-esteem. Okay. It's the opposite. Right, right, um, right. I am not, so there's two things. I raised two young women. One is 21 and one is 27. And they're both mm-hmm. very, very different. One is a surfer, and she travels all over the world surfing, and she has almost no possessions. And for five years, up until a few months ago, she lived in a 12-foot by 12-foot shack on the big island of Hawaii. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, and now she lives on the North Shore. Um, and, uh, you know, if you ask her what, what her plans are, it's not past Wednesday. Um, <laughs> Um, I have another child who is at a top, top college, uh, did a half Ironman, um, you know, very different. But, and, and they both went to an alternative school where they had no grades and no tests and no homework. And people used to say to me, what's going to happen when they get into the real world? And I said, well, we'll see. Right. Now, what happened was my younger daughter decided to go to traditional high school, and she fought the system tooth and nail. Hmm. But she graduated. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't say this because I don't want to brag about her because that's not what it's about. But when they told her she couldn't take honors Spanish because she didn't know her verbs, she didn't just say, okay. She said, well, I'll learn my verbs. And she did, and then she came in and she said, okay, test me. And she made deals with teachers. And she ended up, you know, graduating and getting into this amazing school and taking AP classes and all that. But that's not what it's about. What it's about is my girls don't think everybody's going to drop what they do and listen to them, because I didn't do that. Here's the difference, Cheryl. If I say to you, if you want me and I'm busy, and I say, not now, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. That's very different than, Cheryl, what you have to say to me is very important, sweetheart, and I can't listen right now. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I'm finished what I'm doing, you'll have my undivided attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't advocate giving children your constant attention. I don't advocate, mm-hmm. you know, pumping them up and, and filling them with a false sense of what I advocate is treating your children with dignity and respect. You can say that might have been, like my kid said, this was a lousy swim. She was upset when she was nine years old. And my Uh husband looked at her and he said, Brittany, you must be very disappointed because you work so hard in practice and you had a lousy swim. So he validated his feelings. But here's what he said. And this is the key to everything. 
I know competitive sports is about doing your best and winning, but please remember, sweetheart, you are a whole, competent, lovable, good enough, important kid, who, person who just had a lousy swim. Uh. And your worth and value is not a function of how fast you go across the swimming pool or whether or not you get an A. Uh. See, my daughter wants to get all A's. She Uh got four A's and a B plus at Wash U, and she was upset, but it's a game. It's not who Uh she is. She got off it in about two minutes, and she said, oh, Mom, I know it's ridiculous, but I just wanted to do it. It's a game. Uh It's not her Uh worth and value. Right. She's a good enough kid who got those grades. So that's it. So when you go to work for it, now, I don't think my kids will ever be corporate. But mm-hmm. if they went to work in a corporation, they would walk the line of doing what you need to do. See, I said to them, you want to pierce your nose after you're 18, pierce your nose. But if you go to work for a traditional law firm, you may mm-hmm. not get the job. Right. To so which yeah. they'd say, I'll take the ring out. <laughs> so you teach kids that you sometimes need to acclimate to a situation in order to have what you right. really want. Right, right, right. So, so I think what you're saying, Shelley, is so important because, um, you know, it, it seems to me that the, the, you're articulating what the missing piece has been. Because mm. um, it seems like it has swung from, you know, one extreme to the other to, exactly. you know, highly disciplinarian to um, highly permissive. Um, permissive, thank you, yes, mm-hmm. and and that seemed like there was nothing in between, but what you are articulating is that, oh, absolutely, there's something in between, and that is what makes a difference between a child growing into an adult who um, has high self-esteem and a sense of confidence and also can navigate, you know, mm-hmm. and that word keeps coming up for me, you know, being mm-hmm. able to navigate differences, being able to navigate um, situations, you know, and to tolerate that things aren't always the same. Mm-hmm. That's right. Some, You know what? If you can make a difference, if you can make a change, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes you're going to have a teacher who you know, doesn't want to hear your your ideas. And that was hard for my daughter, but she mm-hmm. dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because it's not strict or permissive, which are the two ways in which people parent, and mostly they vacillate between the two. It's conscious right. parenting. It's asking the question, how can I empower my child in this moment? In this mm-hmm. moment, you may need to do something that somebody wants you to do. But in the next moment, you can look at, how can I do it differently next time so that I don't have to do that? Mm. Mm. And it's always a choice. How badly do you want it, and what are you willing to do to have it? If somebody says Mm. to you, if you want to raise, you're going to jump over those three hoops. You can do a presentation. You can try to make it different. And if at some point they say, you're going to jump over those three hoops, you're not getting a raise, then the choice is yours. Right. right. I always tell my kids that. <laughs> well, and I think that that's so key because what you're also teaching is that 
um, you are not a victim. That's right. You are. Yeah. Oh, man, you just nail it, Cheryl, every time. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I have to tell you, it, it is something I've seen for years and years and years in our society, and I just wonder, how did we get there to this point where there's so this mentality of victimhood and entitlement, you know, and it's like, and it, it doesn't matter. It, it crosses all boundaries, genders, backgrounds, economic status, it crosses all of that, this mm-hmm. whole sense of victimhood, and I just, it just seems so odd to me. Well, well there's two things. Well, I want to talk about victimhood and entitlement. So victimhood, when you say to your child, you make me angry, that's hmm. perpetuating victimhood. Hmm. Mm, right. You right. made me angry. Right. It wasn't right. that you said something and I got angry, you made me angry. So you're portraying yourself as a victim. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Now, the entitlement piece is, you know, I saw a child, and and I want to say this because of of what you said about the different forms of parenting. I was taking um, a lesson at the Apple store, and I was working on the 20-inch desktop Mac, which is what I have. Mm. And this young woman walks in in her 20s with her parents, or maybe early, early 20s. And um, her father says, this is the one we bought you for Christmas. And she kind of makes a face. And I turned around and I looked at her and I said, oh, my God, you're going to love this thing. It's like, um, it's, like, it's like amazing. And she <laughs> is not smiling. And I looked at her and I said, you don't look very excited about this. And her father looked at me and said, she wants a laptop. Now, when you, I wanted to just slap her, you know, when you raise your children, my children are appreciative of everything they have, not because I told them to be, but because that's what I model. I am very appreciative. Do you know that my husband would thank my children for having dinner with us? Hmm. Because you could be out with your friends. Thank you for your company. So we are appreciative when they give me something. I am grateful. I have a grateful practice that they know about. So when you model those kinds of behaviors, and I'll tell you, this is what will turn your children into leaders. Hmm. And leadership is a place to come from. It isn't, you know, it isn't like you run a company. My, my daughter, Blake, just travels all over the world by herself mm-hmm. with her surfboard and creates, you know, when she's going to go from country to country right. and where she's going to go. Right. That's leadership. Right. My other daughter empowers people in her relationships with them by getting mm-hmm. them to see that they can be and do more than they think they can be and do. And that's definitely leadership. That's leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this this is fascinating, and we we need to go to break, but when we come back, um, I want us to dig into this whole concept of leadership as a place you come from. I like that, Shelly. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. We're speaking with Shelley Lefko today, author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, Guide to Effective Parenting, also founder and president of the Possibilities of Parenting Center and co-founder of the Lefko Institute. So, Shelley, before we went to break, we moved into the concept of leadership. And you said leadership is a place you come from. It is not a job. It's not a title. And you said that leadership is empowering others to be their best or do their best. So let's talk about this and how this relates to the concept of self-belief. Mm, good. Um, I've read a lot about leaders. Um, a friend of mine wrote a book called Success Built to Last. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, they studied 200 leaders who have sustained their leadership over time Mm -hmm. and what they had in common. And I found it fascinating that the four things they had in common was they were all passionate about what they did. They Mm -hmm. all wanted to make a difference. They all took action. And the fourth thing was they were all masters at failure. And I think that the beliefs that people have, like mistakes and failure or bad, uh, a fear of being criticized and judged, and the single most um, 
insidious belief I think that people have, um, I know it was for me, is what makes me good enough is having other people think well of me. Mm-hmm. Another one is what makes me good enough are my achievements. So that's what workaholism is. Right. If you believe I'm not good enough and I'm not important, which pretty much everyone does, but what makes me good enough are my achievements, you're going to have to keep working and working and working and working because you've got to keep that beach ball called I'm not good enough underwater. Because every time you stop achieving, that comes up in your face. So true leaders, I would contend, have either been raised in an environment that's different or somehow been able to transcend these beliefs Mm. or can lead as workaholics um, Mm. and the beliefs are still there. So I work with a tremendous amount. My husband does business workshops, so I work with a lot of CEOs. Um, right. And a lot of CEOs have the belief, um, oh, I'm trying to think of the, the words exactly, or uh, I'm a fraud and I'm really going right. to get found out yeah. someday. Right, right. So right. If they only knew that I really don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. um, it is really important, you know, after 20 years we um, have finally figured out, you know, I do individual sessions, but... Not everybody can afford to do it. Not everybody can take the time to do it. So we finally wanted to make this available to everybody. So we put up an interactive website online where you can purchase 19 beliefs and get rid of a fear of being uh, criticized and judged. And the biggest fear that I think is in the way of people being leaders is a fear of not living up to expectations. Right. right and you right. would be surprised that we can get rid of that in literally five minutes. Wow. Completely get rid of your fear of not living up to an expectation because that's different than a belief. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, so we have that available. And um, ideally, you raise a child to not have these beliefs and put us out of business, which would be great. <laughs> but until that happens, um, I think that's the key. Now, leaders have to, you know, read books about leadership and learn things that are, um, other leaders have done. But, um, but if you raise a child that sees themselves as efficacious, as able mm-hmm. to affect the world, that does make a difference, that um, isn't afraid to fail. See, our school system is toxic, yeah. toxic, because they were, the school system was created to teach people how to work in factories. Right. You know, and, right, right, and right. you know, so they're still operating in a paradigm that doesn't exist right. anymore. We don't live in an industrial revolution. Um, Sergey and Larry said they're going to um, create their own schools because kids come out of school so afraid to make mistakes and fail, and they can't work for Google if you're afraid to make a mistake right. and fail. Right, right. So I think that getting rid of these beliefs will enable adults to take more leadership. If you're not afraid to not live up to expectations and you're not afraid to fail and you have good sense of self-esteem, it's much more likely that you'll be a great leader. And that makes perfect sense. 
So I, I want to go back to something you said. You said fear is different from a belief. Is that what you said? No, I didn't. But um, I oh. said that, that emotion, <laughs> yeah, fear, no, no, I said that um, fear, the, the, the association, um, fear associated with not living up to um, expectations is different than uh-huh. a belief. Emotions come from two places. Emotions come from beliefs. So if you believe right. dogs are dangerous right. and a dog right. comes in the room, what are you going to feel? Right, fear. fear. Got it. Okay. The second way emotions are formed is they get conditioned. So if every time you um, make a mistake as a child, you get metaphorically slapped, you're going to feel fear yeah. of making a mistake. Right. Now, This is Pavlov's dog. Making a mistake never caused your fear. Being slapped did. Got it. But you never make that distinction. So now Uh making a mistake is conditioned to produce fear in you. Got it. And I'll tell you, if we have a minute, I'll tell you something I think is fascinating. Yeah. All fear comes from a real or imagined threat to your survival. Hmm. Now watch. Hmm. If every time, so not living up to an expectation doesn't cause fear in somebody. My kids don't have a fear of not living up to my expectations, unfortunately. (laughs) 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 I know it doesn't automatically do that. (laughs) But what happens is when you're a kid, If you don't live up to your parents' expectation, they get angry. Mm. When they get angry, children feel unloved. Right. If you're unloved by the person your survival depends upon, that's scary. Right. So just like the food and the bell for the Pavlov's dog experiment, mm-hmm. every time not living up to an expectation is present, so is feeling unloved by the person your survival depends upon. Right. That's what causes the fear, not not living up to an expectation. Right, right. Because if and so in, in the workplace... Um, whether you are a CEO or, you know, who's, who's dealing with a board of directors or you're a senior leader or you're an emerging leader, um, you have situations which are going to trigger mm-hmm. all of these beliefs and exactly. all of these emotions. Yeah. Exactly. And here's the thing. If as a child your parents said to you what we said to our children, my husband said to my daughters one day, you're not here to live up to our expectations. Mm. You're here to do your life. We're here to guide you in faith until you can do that on your own. Mm. We love you unconditionally. So there's no condition under which we wouldn't love you. Mm. So imagine now you go into the world and a teacher says to you, Cheryl, you didn't live up to my expectations. Mm -hmm. Are you going to feel fear? Of course. 
No, no. If you oh, after say, you have said that, no, after I've had the parenting, you say ex- then no, I'm not exactly going to fear. right. And right. if you don't have fear of not living up to an expectation when you are right young, right, right. you won't right. have it when you're older, right? Got it. Got now it. you're in right. your situation in the corporation, and they say mm-hmm. we want you to do this, and you do it, and, and you somehow don't do it right, and. You know, you, your boss comes in or somebody comes in and says, you know, you didn't do this right. And there's no fear of not living up to an expectation. You just say, well, wait a minute. What could I have done or what's missing? Or you enter into an engagement of inquiry because there's no fear. Right, right, right. You know, this is, um, it's so clear to me as I listen to you that setting that foundation to support self-esteem that is healthy. Um, And I noticed in some of your writing you define self-esteem as the experience of being able and worthy. Mm -hmm. And and I think about how um, many people understand the part about being able Mm -hmm. because they're trained to the whole sense of accomplishment. Yes. Um, but many people don't have that sense of being worthy, and that's where that um, that sense for some CEOs comes from of feeling like a fraud. And, you know, they know they can do the job. They just don't feel like they're worthy of the um, title or the um, accolades or et cetera. Mm-hmm. Or the money. It, 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 exactly, you know, and it's just, it's fascinating to me that we, we mm-hmm. as a society have become so focused on the doing. Yes, and human not, doing, not, not human beings. Yeah. Right. And I right, say right, to people right. at a funeral, nobody stands at the funeral and says he owned three companies and he was worth $10 million. They say <laughs> he was a good friend. He was yeah. a good husband. He listened. Yeah. He was fun. He was warm. Mm -hmm. They talk about Mm -hmm. how you be, not what you Mm -hmm. do. We are human beings. Right. right. Yeah. Can can I tell you, you know, you made a, um, I I love the emergent leader um, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, phrase. Uh, Can I tell you a quick story? Um, Quickly, yes. Yeah. One of my clients got rid of his fear of public speaking, and he was uh, doing a presentation, and he Somebody in the audience said, that's wrong. He said, what do you mean? And they said, it's this and this and this. And my client said, oh, so did everybody just hear what Gary said? He said, well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you were here to correct that. And he went on. Mm. So he called me up and he said, Shelly, in the past I would have died and I was great. I was fine. And he said, three hours later I get a call from the executive vice president of the company who said, I was in the room. And I saw the way that you handled that mistake. And I was so impressed. I'm giving you, I'm putting you up for a promotion. Wow. Because the leadership ability Uh, of being able to make a mistake, acknowledge the person who corrected Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. happy that you got the correction, and moving on, got him a promotion, not not making mistakes. Right. Right. And I just love that. That's a great story. That's an absolutely great story. 
Shelley, tell us more about um, the website that you would like to send people to. Okay. The, now, here's the gift that we're giving everybody. Um, people don't believe that you can eliminate a belief so quickly. So mm-hmm. if you go to recreateyourlife.com, so that's R-E, recreateyourlife.com, you can do a free belief. You can eliminate a belief for free. And then, yes, my husband would like to transform the world. Um, (laughs) Why not? Why not? (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, and then if you you are um, so moved, uh, there is a website that you can purchase that um, uh, has 19 self-esteem beliefs, including what makes me good enough is having other people think well of me, which runs our lives, Mm, and uh, four conditionings, so getting rid of the fear of rejection, getting rid of the fear of um, not living up to expectations and criticism. Um, So that's the website. It's recreateyourlife.com. That is wonderful. Well, mm-hmm. I know our listeners will be very excited to try this out and to learn more about you and, and your work. The book is Chicken Soup for the Soul, Guide to Effective Parenting, and that's an e-book. Yeah, and you and can actually get that on our website, um, uh, lefcoinstitute.com. That's L-E-F as in Frank, K-O-E, institute.com. And um, uh, right, you can, right now you can only get that on our website. Terrific. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Shelley. And I so honor the work you are doing and the work of the Lefko Institute and how you have articulated in a way that people can actually put into use this whole process of um, squelching beliefs that do not help us. Thank you. So, you were... Uh, wonderful to be with, and I appreciate your help. Oh, thank you. And remember, everyone, to think big because the world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.